we would love to hear from you what the Lord is doing in your life or have seen in others. Write us at stories at themillenniumbeat.com or call us and leave a voicemail at 407-624-9957. We at The Millennium Beat are looking forward to hearing what the Lord is doing in your life. Remember that The Millennium Beat is helping people share their stories. Today's show, we're back with Joseph and Kirsten Almeida. Joseph's family is from Portugal, but he was born in New Jersey where he lived for a year before moving to Florida. Kirsten is from Pennsylvania where she lived with a large family of 11. At 12, she went on a missions trip and that was just as hard. At the age of 18, she moves to Florida to go to school at Palm Beach Atlantic. On today's show, we will talk about their first date, the first time that Joseph said I love you and her reaction. We will have a brief look at their wedding day and their honeymoon. Then we will wrap up with a closer look at their plans for the future. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Millennium Beat Podcast, where we like to encourage the world one story at a time. Now get ready to hear stories from around the world that encourage and uplift you. Now to the show with your host, Kevin James. You've tuned into the right place. This is the Millennium Beat. I'm your host, Kevin James. I'm at the home of Joseph and Kirsten Almeida. That's right. That's right. We're I glad got, to be back. Yeah, you're glad <laughs> to be back. And I got your name right again. You did. I did. So that's, that's, that's good. So I got my brownie points there. Last week, we talked about a little bit of how they grew up. And we, we got it from, from both sides of, the, of, of life there, you know. So what I want you guys to do, starting with Joseph, is a little recap, very short. And then we'll go to you and that, and then we'll do another one on you. And then we'll go how you met and we'll talk about that. So from yeah. both your perspective, definitely so start off Joseph. Yeah. Glad to be back again. Thank you. Um, just to recap, you know, basically, um, talked about how, you know, my family's from Portugal and, you know, I was living in America, um, American born and just you know learn the culture you know learn that i definitely have a nationality in portugal and i'll always do but was raised here you know lived um in america like you know went through catholic school and you know that's how i started my faith and then um went through soccer and how i that was my identity in there but then you know i got a bad injury and then that's where god really kind of allowed me to go through some trials and I eventually accepted Christ in age 21. Um, You know, that's when I started going to church, learning my gifts of worship and the youth. And now I'm a mental health counselor at a high school. Um, And that's pretty much a little brief update about what we talked about last time. Yeah. Okay, Kirsten, it's your turn. Yeah. um, We talked about how I'm from Pennsylvania, come from a large family um, that was built through both um, biological children and adopted children, and that's just a big part of my story. Talked about um, going to China when I was 12 years old and going on these mission trips to Nicaragua that really um, led me to where I am now in Florida to go to Palm Beach Atlantic when I was 18 years old. Okay. All right, so that's a recap of the early days of both of you. All right, so let's start off the, let me say, Joseph, how from the time that we ended to the time you met your lovely wife over here on the, my right yes let's hear about that and then we'll hear about your side of the story and how you met him and let's see if it's different right <laughs> <laughs> i know probably you know kirsten's gonna have a lot more details it's gonna be you know yeah i'll be like talking like a guy like oh let me give you a 30 second <laughs> so pretty much you know um 
let's see. I believe, you know, mid 20s there. I was, um, I think it was 2015. Yeah. So 2015. Um, Your it wife was agrees July. that it was. Yeah. She's nodding here. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing good so far. Yeah. You got the checks. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yes. Please carry me. Uh, uh, so 2015, actually in Ooh. July, there was an open mic night. I'm getting another nod. Thank yeah. you. I like this podcast. Thing. I'm, you know, yeah. They're not seeing the videos. I don't, right. They don't see my hesitancy. <laughs> I just get the nod. Thank she you. Grace. Stamp of approval. <laughs> so in July of 2015, we actually were at a same open mic night at the coffee shop, which I'll get into where we first officially met. But she was performing um, with, you know, one of her best friends. And I believe I also now performing performed. what? Okay. Oh, okay. You got to remember, I don't know. Was she singing, dancing? <laughs> she was uh, juggling. <laughs> yeah, she has like, you know, secret hobbies, hobbies there. Powers. She had a tricycle um, hobby yes. there. So, <laughs> so the audience is going, okay, she was performing. What was she doing? Exactly. I know it's open mic. Now it could be poetry. <laughs> You're right. Um, it was singing and her friend was uh, playing piano. And I think they were doing a cover of, was it, what was the band? I don't know. I'm going to put it in a spot, but was it? I don't know. But it was a cover of something, I think. And so she was doing her thing. And, you know, I was like, oh, wow, it's a really pretty girl up there. It's nice. I mean, I was with my friends so, and I was going to be performing too. Um, you know, my tricycle hobby. No, I, was kidding. <laughs> I did my, I did a original monkey, song. Yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> Come on, buddy. On the shoulder. Come on. Um, and I was like, wow, it's, it's pretty. And then I I performed and actually knew someone in the crowd. And I was like, oh, shout out to them and my other friends that were there. So that's where we were in the same space. We didn't right. say hi to each other. Fast forward till- You were too shy. You couldn't go up to her later yeah. and say, you did a really good job. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you missed your opportunity. <laughs> I missed. <laughs> I replayed it but over see, and God over again. God is forgiving. You know, he gave you another chance he later. He gave me so. a lot of grace. Yes, he gave you grace. <laughs> And then September, is that right, babe? I'm doing good? September 4th. She's good with dates. She's Just good. watch. She's going to yeah. be perfect. Oh, she's Jesus, military time and, yes. you know, the, the moon and the sun cycle. And she the probably <laughs> could tell you what you were wearing. I don't know. Maybe. I would. I wouldn't remember your name, but I would remember you were wearing that the first day I seen you. That's how my personality is. <laughs> I do remember is. what you were wearing. Really? I remember what I was wearing. You were oh. wearing that Merci shirt, right? <laughs> um, no. But oh, something similar. Oh, <laughs> It's like Jeopardy, or that, you know, like, um, what is it, a family feud, ink. Exactly. You know, one X just showed up on the, uh, you can't see it, audience, but there's an X up there in the sky. <laughs> so, um, September 4th, I was actually uh, going to the coffee shop, which is called Common Grounds. Shout out, it's in Lake Worth. If you're in the area, check it out. And that's our church. So, it's Common Ground Coffee Bar, but then there's Common Ground Church, which I'll get into. But anyway, I went into the coffee bar because I had gone into um, doing some Bible studies there, and I was like, oh, it's Friday, and I wanted to get some pastries for this house church that I was going to before I started attending Common Ground. And I went there, and I knew um, the manager there and another friend, and that's when we officially got introduced. Mm -hmm. um, like, Joseph, this is Kirsten. Kirsten, this is Joseph. Now I have to ask yes. this question because I do ask this to people when they have these type of stories. Did you remember her from the singing when you were singing in the same place? Did you remember her? Okay, not at first. <laughs> it's just my memory, right? right? I didn't remember either. Okay. I remembered looking at him thinking he was so familiar yeah, to me. Right. 
and yeah. I'll share that one. Yeah, I'll share you, my side. On your that. side. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I put you on the spot because I thought about that because yeah. I asked that same question what we were talking about because um, that other interview, she was playing the keyboard mm-hmm. and he was a, a, a new baby Christian in a sense. Yeah. So, but go ahead. Cool. I, I just was wondering. No, it's a good question. Um, so I went there, we got introduced and I'm like, wow, this, this girl's like listening to me, giving me her time. You know, it was, it was nice. We like shot. It was a trait. Yeah. It's awesome. To this day, she still listens to me, give me time. Hey, we're doing good. We're coming up on three years in December. Um, praise God. So (laughs) December what? December 17th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's good to know the month, but the day is really important. That's true. I keep it there in a frame. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just in case he doesn't remember, like this, the anniversary is like today's anniversary date and it's on the exactly. table. She's like, you know, womanly, like, all right, as you're having a cup of tea, Joe, let me put that there so you always remember. He is right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, we got introduced and we chatted a little bit on the couch, but I had the pastries. So I'm like, awesome, you know, nice meeting you. And then, yeah, I left. Um, <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like very romantic, but um, a couple weeks later, we both found ourselves in the same coffee shop. There's something in those coffee yeah, beans, so. I'm saying. I, I guess that's where I need to start going then. <laughs> a lot of our friends, their, their love stories happen at that coffee shop. We so. know multiple couples who got married who met there. Multiple. Yeah. Well, it's like camp. A lot of counsel is, you know, yeah. like Paul Turner and... You're right. You know, and a, a few lot, other people. Definitely. There, like there's definitely an anointing in it, like areas, Christian right. mm-hmm. areas. Um, so there's a play, an event called After Hours and it would really be like, we would just talk about everyday topics of life in the evening, like everything from just how we view the world and just um, what is our perspective on these matters. And it was just um like kind of a conversational thing. Mm-hmm. And after a few weeks, you know, I, I don't know, there was something in me like one evening, I was like, you know, I really just wanted to, you know, come in and kind of put myself out there and ask her like, hey, do you want to go out? And, and um, I remember that night, it was like a two hour event. And like, you know, I'm just like, is this ever going to end this event? And there's, you know how it always is. There's people that want to talk to you. And then I'm looking over, she's talking to other people. And I'm like, really? Like, and everyone's like, oh, Joseph, one more thing. And I'm like, Actually, I remember I was like, hey, hold on. And I walked over. It was like perfect timing. There was like a red bookshelf there, the coffee bar. There was like, you know, little dots, little X where I had to stand. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But anyway, I go there and yeah, just introduce myself and... Well, I didn't introduce myself. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> like, hey, even though I met Hi, you. I'm Joseph. <laughs> Remember me in July? I, oh, like, wait, you were looking at me? <laughs> so we would always talk to each other yes. after after hours. And so this, was, this wasn't unusual that he was coming up to talk to me. Okay. Yeah. However. However, yeah. This time, I really just felt like, wow, this was time. And we exchanged numbers and... You asked me out. I asked you out. And That's you, right. Obviously, you said yes. Yeah, which I is did. better than my last interview. She said no because he wasn't. She wasn't going to pay for his food. <laughs> so he did better than than Rusty. So that's good. That's right. <laughs> so okay. So you you asked her out and stuff like that. So now let's go over to you and say, hey, how did it really happen? <laughs> Okay, so just for some like background information here, right? Okay. I had been in Florida five years by now. I'd graduated. I had been teaching second grade, 
living with my best friend, Nicole. Shout out to Nicole. Yes. Because she's the one who brought me to Common Ground. Okay. We owe a lot of credit to Nicole. We should have had her in. We have a third person's view. That's right. <laughs> like, how did this really happen? <laughs> she could share all of this if she wanted to. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so Nicole was my roommate at the time. And um, yeah, I remember Joseph, like not in the moment, September 4th, when we were formally introduced, but July 11th, he went up to sing and play guitar, and he was actually singing an original. And I remember thinking to myself in that moment, like, there's just something very special about this person. Like, there was an anointing. Right. He was singing a Christian song that he wrote, and it was really beautiful. And I had gone away on a mission trip to Germany shortly after. And so it was really interesting, because when I came back, that's when I was hanging out out at the coffee shop with my friends and I mean it's just kind of funny because it was a Friday evening I had just spent an entire week teaching I usually wouldn't agree to go hang out with friends on a Friday night because I would just be so exhausted from my teaching job but I had agreed to go hang out with my friend at the coffee shop and there was Joseph and I just I just felt like I already knew him which is really neat and I didn't connect it till later that that was the guy on the stage who just stood out to me and seemed really special to me in that moment. And there is just something so familiar about him. And I know that that was the spirit. And I, um, it became very evident very quickly on. But Joseph would always come up. We would talk. I honestly didn't think anything of it. And that's right. the greatest part of this whole story, that Joseph probably surprised me the most the day he asked me out. And on October 12th, just a month into really meeting each other officially. And what was so special about that to me was I, um, I was coming off of many years of singleness, seven years. And I never wanted the friend thing right. where I'd be friends with a guy and then we would choose to date. I wanted a guy who would just meet me, look me in the eye, knew that he liked me and asked me out. Okay. And that's exactly what Joseph did. He just, wow. he knew. And mm. very quickly after we went on our first date. Okay. So now um, we're at the first date. Between the first date and the I do's. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. The, Here, so why don't you go how, ahead and... The uh, time <laughs> period, how long it was, how short it was. Yeah, yeah. Things that are happening, things that you remember that were special from those occasions. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you went on more than just one date. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, do you want to get married? I'm a Christian, you're a Christian. <laughs> That's right. God told me that you're going to be my wife. I, those things don't work. <laughs> well, it's interesting because God definitely had to prepare me for Joseph. Like, we like to think that, oh, God's, you know, keeping me waiting. He's keeping me in my singleness when really... Um, I'm going to have to ask this question so people are listening. Yeah. And no offense, but how old were you at that time? 23. 23. Yeah. And Joseph, you were? I was which, 25, babe. Okay. 26, yeah. 26, 26. Yeah. So it's only three years turned, different. Yeah. So, okay. Mm -hmm. The reason why I'm asking it is because somebody's saying, somebody listening at 23 years old might not relate, but then now that they know how old you were at that time, now they can yeah. relate. So, no, okay. Right. And I think just speaking to the college girl who got out of college and is still single, okay, living on sense. her own in the world and like, okay, where am I going to meet someone at this point? Right. Kind of a thing. And I understood that feeling back then. But at the same time, there was such a sweet 
just surrender into all of that, like God knows, obviously. And God was really waiting on me and my heart to be ready before he could present Joseph to me. Had it been a day sooner, I don't even think my heart would have been ready for the guy that Joseph is. Um, just with the expectations that our own flesh has, you know, I think I wanted someone just like me. <laughs> oh boy. And I think a lot of us struggle with that, yeah. you know? And so, um, Joseph is just such a great compliment to who I am. And it's funny how you think about it. Cause God does say he takes the man and the woman, put them together. They become one. So if you're exactly the same, you kind of, I use this an analogy on my last message. If you look at your hands apart from each other and you try to, you know, join them together and your middle fingers are hitting each other. Yeah. But if you move them at a little different angle, now you can, you can join and become one. Yeah, that's good. So that God has done that in your life, which is yeah. great. So cool. All right. Pick up from where we were just talking about that. So we went on our first date. October 27th, 2015. You see these dates, bro? Yeah. She just like... Some people are very detailed. Uh, hey, I did a marriage. I did an uh, interview with a couple that were married for 40 years. He mm. would say his story and then she would have to correct the details. Because oh. <laughs> she could remember those things. Girls and women are a lot, you know, yeah. different than men. That's right. And I remembered coming home that night from our first date. I mean, our first date was very simple. We went out to eat dinner. We went for a little walk around downtown West Palm. Okay. And we went home our separate ways. And I remembered coming home that night just like realizing, oh, this is who God has for me. And still feeling surprised. Surprise, yeah. As a Christian, I have to ask this because you see movies and all that kind of stuff. I don't need to detail uh, how did it really end in the sense of knowing that you're going to ask her out again? How did you end that date? Oh, well, I think, was it right? I love like I walked you to your car mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, let's let's plan to meet again sometime this week or something like let's yeah. hang. It was that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was fun, too, because. I mean, I don't know if I can share it without well, that barbecue, right? Or like mm -hmm. the outdoor thing. Yeah. So I know you're right, Kevin. That's like, oh, like how do these things happen? Right. As a Christian, you know, yeah. I mean, worldwise could have you, you know, making out at the doorstep and you sure. Know, There's all these Hollywood, things. Hollywood style thinking. I want to know people are listening. Yeah. Uh, I want to know is from a Christian point of For view. For sure. No, it's a great question. I mean, it was actually, a, it was a, it was a gathering, a barbecue gathering with a bunch of my buddies and I think originally we were like, hey, let's hang out this week. And then she was going to invite me over for dinner, right? <laughs> With some other friends. But then I, I don't know what, what it was. I was like very focused, like as a new Christian. I'm like, oh, but there's like this worship night. I'm sorry, I can't come, but let's maybe after the weekend. And everyone probably at home listening, bro, like what? This yeah. girl's initiating. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you, no. you say yes. So anyway, she actually had her thing at her home, but she's like, Hey, like, I still want to hang out with Joseph. Like I'm going to go meet him where he's at. <laughs> and then I saw her, it was like, as the events, like, you know, slowly finishing. And I'm, I see, you know, I see this girl, Kirsten. I'm like, Oh wow. She came. I thought, you know, she had, was doing her thing, but that meant a lot to me, you know, that I'm like, wow, she came, she didn't like come with another person. Like mm -hmm. she's, I mean, a beautiful quality to her. She just knows who she is, you know, right. she's confident and so that was our second hangout, and then we had our second date, but that's mm -hmm. no, a good good question there. Yeah, I mean, and also just understand, we still didn't even really know each other at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's funny because my friends all knew of Joseph Almeida. Right. 
no one had told me about Joseph Almeida, but everyone knew of him in Lake Worth at the coffee shop. Like the manager, my friend, he already knew Joseph. So are you saying Joseph's reputation preceded him? It did. And maybe that's why I also felt so comfortable because even though I didn't know him, it turned out everyone else did. <laughs> so you're just late to the party. That's all. That's yeah. all. So a month later, Joseph officially asked me to be his girlfriend. And okay. um, there were just some like neat things that Joseph would do. And he didn't even realize he was doing it. But I knew he wouldn't do it unless the Holy Spirit was directing okay. him. Whether it was words that he was saying. Just, yeah. That's cool. I just remembered that whole month, just all our interactions. The way things just were unfolding so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And the way it was speaking to my heart and Joseph would never even know. Uh-huh. So it was. It's funny. I'm thinking of the picture that just came in. He said, that you, Joseph, you asked her to be, you know, his girlfriend. Yeah. It's like, did you give her your all letter code? <laughs> you know, something like <laughs> yeah, you do exactly. in the college code, you know, like, yeah, hey, you're my girl. You know? Right. <laughs> you know, so. All right. So now you've she gone through thing. She gave me her cats yeah, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll get into that story about cats and an approval. Like, okay, if my cats like you, we're good. We're, we can keep dating. That's if my cats it. don't like you, forget it. <laughs> but, okay, so you got on a couple dates. He asked you to be his girlfriend. You say, I'm sure you say yes, um, because now he's your wife. So I'm sure you said yes. Um, what, what goes on after that, you know, kind of thing? So really, we were dating and engaged for two more years before we got married. So in the span of those next two years... Um, I guess we were dating really a year and a half. And so you were dating a year and a half, then got engaged? Yes. Okay, and then the engagement was two years. So ba- Oh, sorry. Just total two total years. Total two years. So, okay, mm-hmm. from the time you said yes to the first date to the time you said I do yeah. is two years. Yes. Okay. And what's really neat is the following year, um, Joseph was going on the same exact mission trip to Germany that I had gone on the year prior yeah. before I knew him. Uh, he went to the same exact place, saw the same people, and this time as yeah. my boyfriend, and I didn't go on that trip. Okay, I got to ask this question. What made, you know, I'll ask you the same thing afterwards. What made you go to Germany? Yeah, um, it kind of brings us to like, I know we'll get into like future visions and my calling as a counselor, but I was going through some, like some mental health struggles, you know, I was, um, struggling a lot. I, I didn't bring it up, but in the time that I met Kirsten, my dad had a horrible work fall. He fell three sites. Ooh. I'm sorry, three, um, stories. stories, stories. Thank you. And yeah, he got trauma hawked to the hospital and he was in a coma. And so I had asked Kirsten out October, I think, you know, early, but then I had to postpone our date, first date, because my dad had his accident. But this is like, you know, I know we were talking about miracles before we got on the podcast here, but God really had a miracle there because he fell three stories. And Which is actually thir- almost 30 feet. Almost 30 mm. feet, yeah. Kevin. Isn't that crazy? And like, I remember I got a knock at the, at my work site, I working at the school at the time. And Someone came to me like, hey, Joseph, like your dad's been in an accident. He fell off a balcony. We have to rush you to the hospital. And definitely my heart stopped. Like I'm walking to the car. My really good friend was driving me to the hospital. But, you know, there was just peace. There's this peace of God. I was sending prayer text chains. Right. And I'm just like, God, God's got this, you know. 
we get to the hospital. I see my mom there and our friends there. My mom's just crying hysterically. I mean, she saw him like on the ground. Right. With like, you know, it's very traumatic. The doctor calls us back into the room. He's like, hey, um, he's in a coma. Um, he broke a bunch of cranial bones and his legs broken. He's in a coma for two weeks. He's in the ICU, but he's going to be okay. And I just was like, wow, like, God, you are, you are real. Like, God, you are so faithful. You know, in my journey as a Christian, only, what, four years? Because I'm um, 21, accepted Christ fully in my life, and what, 25, 26? And he provided a miracle. And I can live on that for my life. And you gave my wife, like, all in that month, like... It all happened at the same time. I mean, here's Joseph week, taking yeah. me out on dates. All the meanwhile, his dad is in the hospital in a coma. Mm-hmm. And... It's so much more real and fresh to Joseph. I hadn't met his parents. Right. I didn't know who they were. I just knew of this accident. I'm curious. Okay. I, so I can get it in my head and then people listening to can also yeah. do They're not taking notes. Okay. At that time, your father had the accident. Were you guys dating? Um, no. Yeah. So the accident was late October and we like went on the date right after the accident. Like so, so it was before days. the encounter at the coffee shop. The encounter coffee shop was September. Accident was like mid October, and then okay. date was late October. Now, were you talking at all in the in, before the date? Were you talking? So you knew. What well, basically the question is: Did you know about his father getting into the accident? So the way it all happened, you know, he asked me out on a date. Yeah. And then when the date was coming closer, you know, I had received this text message from Joseph, and he said, "You know, my dad was in this horrible accident. Please pray." And I'm sorry, but we won't be able to have this date, which was two days away. Right. And so, but we'll have a date later. Right. And totally understandable. Oh, yeah. it's understandable. I'm just curious. I'm just curious about what you were emotionally feeling at the time. Because yeah. you weren't, yeah. I mean, you have a, a very infinite relationship starting. Yeah. So how, what was the perspective from your heart? There's a guy that you're interested in. His father was mm. possibly dying. Yeah. What was it? What was going through your head? I mean, I think for me, this date was already postponed because I had gone away for a weekend. Right. And so we had like planned out two weeks in advance and then this had happened. And I think selfishly, I'm like, man, is this ever going to happen? You know, but at the same time, it was Joseph. And now looking back, I, <laughs> there are no doubts about that. I don't know that I was thinking so much on it, if right, that okay. makes sense. I mean, it depends on the relationship because yeah. I know like when you're friends that are, you're very close to, if something's hurting them, it's hurting you. There's a bond, but it depends on how long you've had the relationship. The longer you have it, the more bond it becomes. Yeah. So I was just trying to get an insight, a little bit of your brain about like what was going on when you had somebody that, you know, you, you were thinking of dating, but now is going through something, a challenge, a, a hurt. And yeah. how much was your, your, your emotions were involved into it kind of thing. Yeah. I think my emotions weren't really involved weren't because I didn't even know Joseph. Yeah. It was too pre mm-hmm. pre relationship. So yeah. they really, it's, you know, it's like somebody else. Yeah. You pray for him as a Christian and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if it would have happened probably three or four months later, there would have been, you know, not just praying for his daddy, you would have been praying for him, his family. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you're more, has more at stake. Yeah. It would have been yeah. a much more different experience for me right. for sure. And that's what makes this story so interesting. That doesn't feel a part of my story. Cause I really wasn't in his life yet. Uh, yeah. 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 
You were a pre-note. Yeah. <laughs> it was about to become yeah. a part of its life. Like and the- so, yeah, I said that. I know we were talking, you asked me about the Germany trip. So I'm coming off from that accident and this trip, you know, like I mentioned, um, like Kirsten's best friend, Nicole, invited me and I met like amazing people on this trip. The fellow students from PBA that I went with and then uh, meeting the same people she met in Germany and, you know, through the accident, through our dating and I know we're going to get into the future. Um, but I went on this trip. It was really for me to like kind of heal, you know, after almost my dad having a near death experience. And even for me, I was going through some depression and what is my calling in life? And, you know, it helped having Kirsten there. And she was, we actually talked about this last night. <laughs> you know, it's always good to prep a little bit for a podcast. Um, but just like, yeah, like I was so thankful for Kirsten because she sat with me during my times of my dad's accident and my mental health struggles and gave me confidence like, hey, like God's calling you though, Joseph, to continue in this counseling program, you know, because I really believe that what we struggle with is what we're going to minister to people through, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, definitely we got through that and my dad is healed. He's doing well. He's such a joy. My mother mm-hmm. too. And, um, you know, going through our engagement and, you know, go ahead. Yeah. I just want to share like a really just beautiful picture here too. Yeah. Um, after Joseph's dad had his accident, when I first met Joseph's parents, was the day that he asked me to be his girlfriend oh, okay. and he took me to the hospital. His dad was still in the hospital. This is a month in and his dad couldn't talk at all. Now <laughs> I didn't know his dad then, but now I do. And his dad loves to talk. Okay. <laughs> so for him to not be able to talk like that for what, two months he couldn't yeah. talk. is just astounding that he endured that. And, you know, I met his mom in just one of the hardest moments of her entire life. Right. And I remember meeting Joseph's dad, Jose, and he picked up a whiteboard and he wrote, you two look good together. (laughs) And that was all that he was able to communicate to us that day. And so just the fact that that, um, that was like an origin of our beginnings, that moment. It almost like seemed like everything was happening right in the same season. Right. Like this, this hope that, wow, she's going to be my wife that she's providing so much healing and restoration for me and our calling and like everything, you know, just from the dates to saying, I love you three months later after our first date. That's a funny story too. Well, let's hear that one. <laughs> so basically after the first date, uh, so, oh, oh, no, three no, months, three months oh, after, sorry. Okay. First date, three months. Later. I was going to yeah. say, she would have been like, I, great date. I love you. Uh, she texts her friend. Uh, yeah, I don't think this guy is. <laughs> All right. So I got that's right. Date, Three months later, you say I love Anyway, you. yeah, so we went on our first date in October, and then I think it was in January or something. February. February. second. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for women. <laughs> for details. So what was the date? Um, February 22nd, 2016. Yeah. Do you mind if I take this one over? You go. Because here I am, sick as a dog with strep throat. Ugh. Okay, coming from teaching second grade, that's bound to happen. And... I just think it's funny the timing. Um, Joseph came over to visit me. It was, it was like a weekday, so I wasn't working. Obviously, I was sick, and Joseph kept saying, "I have something to tell you," 
And I kept thinking to myself, this is not a good time. Like, <laughs> I feel horrible. Right. I'm laying on the couch. Like <laughs> I knew what he was going to say. And I kept trying to just push it away. <laughs> and <laughs> trying to like, I don't know, get you to change topic. But you kept being persistent. No, hey, I have something to tell you. Wasn't picking up on the signs there. <laughs> <laughs> and so Joseph tells me, I love you. And in that moment, I'm like, I'm really not in any headspace to be saying I love you back right. to someone for the first time. So all I did was say, thank you. And I hugged him. And that was our moment. Okay. <laughs> okay. So people that are listening, if that's happened to you, there is hope. You can no. come see me. I'm a counselor. No, <laughs> Three days later, when I felt much better, better. I yeah. made it up to him and I told him I loved him. Uh, she did. So, um, yeah, you know, so, so, okay. Yeah. I gotta go. I want to backtrack a little bit on that conversation. This podcast might be a little long, but that's okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> how, okay. That was the time she was sick and you said, I love you, but how long did it take you to say that? And what brought you to the knowledge that you did love her? Right. Um, so since like when we, till I met her, dated and until I said, I love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, it was almost like... Because that's a big thing when you, whether male or female, to say sure. somebody, hey, I love you. And yeah. I mean, because in my personal life, I don't use that word, I love you, mm -hmm. very not um, frequently. Yeah. You know, I, it's reserved. If I say I love you, I mean, I really do love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Um, honestly, I think it was just kind of, everything was really just spirit led or like in the moment just me being real with myself i think a couple of days before a week before because you know cares probably could share her story but she knew that i was the one or er, way early than i did that i thought she was the one like i was like wow this like we're definitely gonna stay together for sure and but i don't know i just through the process of november and december she's like meshing with my family so well and she's accepting who i am and in January, I'm like, wow, like my, our, our relationship has so been on just like, why, why withheld? Like, just be real, you know, like still pray about it. And I did. I'm like, like I, I would have liked, I love you too. This is great. I would have liked that. And then here, like, thank As you. I, it's like, she's on <laughs> figuratively saying or deathbed in a sense. Like, ah, I feel terrible. Right. And then you say, hey, I love you. <laughs> Hey, idiot, I tried to tell you three times I'm not in the mood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's interesting, too, though, because I remember the week before he told me, like, that was definitely in the air, right. maybe, because we were coming off of Valentine's Day, uh, even, and we did this open mic night um, together. We sang this one song, and it was like a mashup of a Monsters and Men song okay. and an Edward Sharp song, yeah. which is the song that says, Home is wherever I'm with you, and then it says, Home is where I'm in love with you. Now, what's funny is when we practiced that song, we ignored the whole I love you part. <laughs> right. We didn't even talk about it. We just ignored that part of the song and didn't sing it. Right. So like it was there. We just weren't acknowledging no. it yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, you know, just had that okay. confidence and that's what happened. Okay. Now let's, one of the things, and we'll get into your side of, of, of this meeting and courtship and stuff. But, but before we do that is what is, was happening spiritually? Mm. What was going on? Because as listening people that are listening to us right now or a Christian that young, they're in their twenties or something like that is 
it's just not the world way. I see an attractive woman. I see an attractive guy. I fall in love. We get married, have kids, and you know, have, you know, two and a half, two point three kids, and a white picket <laughs> fence. Let's talk because we we we're, we're Christian based people, you know, yeah. in this in this conversation. So, what was God doing um, to bring you guys together? Churches and events and stuff like that. Where's the spiritual acts? Where's the Holy Spirit working? And either one of you can answer. Sure. Um, it was a complete trust fall. Mm-hmm. For sure. And the only thing I could depend on was God's peace. That was persistent. It was so persistent. Nothing was ever more persistent in my heart from the Holy Spirit that I need to stay with Joseph. You know, there are definitely, I think um, the best way to put it is the war between your flesh and your spirit. And that's going to be so real, I think, to any Christian couple. And as long as you stay true to that peace in your heart that God is telling you that's the one for you, don't let your flesh get in the way because I know that if I had, I might have lost Joseph. Mm -hmm. And there was a wonderful spiritual man who worked at the school that I was teaching at. And he was really like a spiritual father to me. He could hear the voice of God so clearly. And he came up to me many times and would tell me things that the spirit told him to tell me. Okay. And one day he got to meet Joseph. I had Joseph come to this school and he was the only one that I introduced Joseph to. And Joseph gave him a hug. And I remember his name's Mr. McCray. Mr. McCray came up to me at the end of that school day and he was in tears. And he said, that man, Joseph, stay with him. His meekness is his strength. And when he hugged me, he hugged me like a brother. Uh, And this is confirmation from, I mean, he was in his late 60s. And I already trusted him as a spiritual father. Right. And I still hold on to those words to this day. Joseph's meekness is his strength. So, yeah. God was, I mean, (laughs) God did so much to my heart and my spirit just by just through our entire dating engagement relationship and of course well into marriage but that's why i'm saying god was waiting on me before he even brought joseph into my life that was just the beginning there is still so much work that needed to be done in my own heart before i could marry him all right so all that work has been done we went through the courtingship the okay let's hear a little bit about we, we talked about the first date the first i love you let's talk about will you marry me yeah okay um I, I, this is traditional i'm assuming you're the one that asked <laughs> hey you could have been today anyone's hey, open to but i'm assuming and i might not should um, assume but yeah you no, you're right okay let's hear a little bit about the prelude to that and then that and then the afterwards so you can probably fill in the afterwards uh let's talk about that yeah um so yeah just kind of timeline here so october 2015 you know, we dated, um, November 25th was when we, you know, became boyfriend, girlfriend. Was that Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, uh, day before? Day was before. It? Yeah. yeah. It, 25th, 26th. Yeah, it it depends on how that Thursday runs, but okay. Yeah. So it was close to Thanksgiving. That's right. So you had a lot to be thankful for. Hey, amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and I got some turkey dinner. <laughs> um, no, we'll talk about that in a second, but yes. continue. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just all of 2016, you know, mission trips, growing together in our relationship, having accountability partners of, you know, doing ministry together. Like we're just jumping in, like everything was jam packed in those two years. Um, so 2017 comes and Kirsten, 
Kirsten's ready for marriage, and Joseph is like, "Hey, let's uh, l- let me finish college. L- you know, let me like feel established. You know, I'm nervous. I don't want to commit, maybe, or I'm scared, or some fears." But she's like, "Hey, like, let's t- let's have the conversation about marriage." And God bless her. You know, we we both had peace of like, "Hey, yeah, let's." we're ready. So, you know, of course, going through all the rings and, you know, premarital, that comes after the engagement day, but it's May, right? And this is funny, you know, you talk to like, I talked to her sisters and her mom, like, oh, how about this date? She's like, oh, now that's Mother's Day. You don't want to do that because then <laughs> it's going to be weird or no, you can't do that date because it's some, you know, so May 21st was the day we got engaged, 2017. And yeah, it was, I, I set out a whole day. It was fun. So she had, was doing worship that morning at church and, um, you know, but basically I had a full day at an event, but I actually, while she was praying right before worship practice, you know, the worship team members are all praying. I like snuck up in the building, you know, and right when she opened her eyes, I like, I said like, Hey, I wanted to, t- I want to take you somewhere. And then I think one of her friends was like, hey, you should probably bring your purse and sweater or whatever. <laughs> and so basically I took her to a park, which is called Frenchman's Forest. Um, it's in Palm Beach Garden. So shout out. That place is very romantic, too, for all of you. And that's where we became girlfriend, boyfriend. Yes, yeah, so. that's where okay. we, oh, that that's was the good. same place. So, yeah, you know, I had um, a couple of our friends set up flowers and then had the, you know, hidden photographers there. And yeah, so I, you know, I put the blindfold on her at the park and, um, yeah, went to that little dock area, took the blindfold off, got on one knee. Thank God the ring didn't fall through the dock. I, like to this oh, day, I have Lord. like, I'm paranoid. <laughs> I remind myself, no, Joseph, you're yeah, married. Hands are sweaty, you know. <laughs> and that was how we got engaged. Okay. So I'm going to stop you there. Now your side of the story, how, from your perspective. Right. Can I back up here a little bit? Yeah. Back up. Okay. So I know that, um, Joseph mentioned when he went away to Germany that it was really for his own healing. Right. Right. And I just wanted to add something there. When Joseph went away, he went away for like 25 days. Okay. Almost a month. Yeah. And even though I already knew that I have met the man that I'm certain that I'm going to be marrying, it was still a back and forth confirmation that I needed in my own heart. right? Right. And before he left, I was actually kind of excited. I had lived my whole life independently. I was just saying, are you excited or excited that he left? <laughs> I'm excited. He's leaving, yeah. Yes. I was excited to have kind of just a taste of that single independent life that I knew my whole life. Right. And I'm like, all right, this is just going to be like a month that I'll just be able to hang out by myself, so to speak. I'm already very introverted. And I was just feeling excited. But then the day came for Joseph to leave. And now granted, he was taking my best friend, Nicole, Nicole right. because she was leading the trip. So I'm literally home alone. Okay. And, and the cats. I mean, you had yeah, cats. Shasta, Shasta just came into my life just in time. It's <laughs> like, yeah, just me and the cats. <laughs> so oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. We got the introduction to the cats. So. So um, we can't forget that. They forget got the on a plane. And that same day when they were on the plane, there was a terrorist attack in Munich, Germany. And they literally had to decide, are we still going on this mission trip? And when I heard the news of that, I just broke down and cried. And that's when God really broke me. And I realized, man, like, (laughs) I definitely want to be with Joseph forever. 
Right. And so those 25 days were the longest days of my life. And instead of having all this time to myself, I really just spent a whole month just missing Joseph terribly. And waiting for him to come back. And so when he came back, that's when we really started talking about marriage seriously and started planning out what that was going to look like, which brought us to the month of May. I knew it was going to happen sometime in the month of May. That's why I say the greatest surprise was when Joseph asked me out. Didn't see that coming. Okay. I can't surprise her for the rest <laughs> of my life. On. She knows everything. All right. So we've talked about it. I'm looking at one of your cats right now who's staring, <laughs> sleeping, whatever he's doing. Okay. You know, sometimes if people have kids, they have to bring home and meet the kids or the mom and dad. Um, Joseph has to be introduced to your cats because you had at that time, how many cats? Um, well, I had just Caspian when he came into my life. Okay. So when, and right. right before the Germany trip, I rescued Shasta. Okay. So now you have two cats. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, I don't know how funny it was. How was the introduction? <laughs> so Joseph grew up with no cats, no animals yeah. in his life. And I was surrounded with pets my whole life. And I went away on a little trip in the end of May. Um, this is, you know, eight months, six months into dating. And Joseph agreed to take care uh, of my cat, Caspian. Oh, uh, see, you would have hey. been shot if something <laughs> happened to Caspian. Exactly. Yeah, you came by. I'm sorry your cat has died. You're over. <laughs> We're done. The relationship is over. Exactly. Go look for somebody else. <laughs> but do you remember? He sent me a selfie of him and Caspian. Okay. And that's when I knew all was going to be well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to iPhones. Yeah. For thanks. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I loved, I love cats, man. They're, they're fun. Well, I mean, cats, dogs, I mean, they, people say the same thing with dogs is if, if, you know, yeah. they don't like you and then they know something more than we do. So, it, so it was good. So the cats stamp of approval. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Caspian's the most shy cat in the world. So the fact that Joseph was getting selfies with him. I knew that it was okay. And to this day, he's my favorite cat. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can say favorites, but. <laughs> but I have officially that turned Joseph. That will change Joseph. when you have kids. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't play favorites with kids. It's going to be bad. Yeah, no. Cats, they don't know. <laughs> he's officially a cat guy. Yeah. You know, I succeeded in that area in life, turning him into a cat, cat guy. guy. I converted. See, I love cats because I have two and a half of them. So. Yeah. But I love dogs too. But my lifestyle, mm-hmm. my dog would be dead, you know, because. Yeah. Know, I'm gone too much. I'm on the road doing different things all yeah. over the place. It's just not good. So, okay. So we've got so far uh, up to the, the um, talk about the um, engage, not the engagement, but the oppose, opposal, like he, from his side of the story. Now tell from your side of the story, because you're taken out of the, of the, of the, of the band. <laughs> yeah. And you brought him by blindfolded. Okay. Is this guy going to kill me? <laughs> right. Is he bringing me to get more cats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even though I saw it coming, it's still, it's just every emotion under the sun. It's just right. like getting married, getting engaged. You're, you're agreeing to get married. It almost felt scarier than the wedding day. Right. Because yeah. that was the first yes. Right. And then marriage is just like a completion of that. Yes. Right. Mm. So, <laughs> um, it was an amazing day. No hesitation. So when you get down no. on the knees, will you marry me? Yes. Yeah. Cause that would have been not too good if she goes, Hmm, <laughs> let me think about that. <laughs> let me get back to you or uh, give me five minutes. Yeah. Cause you knew, cause God, we're dealing things with just not in the natural, we're dealing things with spiritually. Right. Scary, and, yeah. and that is that the spirits are like together, you know, you were meant to be. 
Yeah. So. And I already knew it okay. was just, I got a ring that day. Basically uh. I already knew I was getting married. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, let's go. Let's move it a little forward. Let's say, uh, how long a period you said was from the proposal to the I do's about seven months, seven months. Mm-hmm. It's enough time for you to prepare and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, and the wedding now, because your parents are here, but did any relatives from Portugal come over? Or? Yeah, we had relatives from Portugal and Northern Ireland. We had from multiple states, mm-hmm. so it was it was awesome. Okay, it was uh, very family filled and friends filled, and it was at the Portuguese club. Okay, so we had the reception outside, and then I'm sorry, the ceremony outside and the reception indoors, and we had you know worship music and um, of course our efficient. And, you know, of course, speeches and everything. But, you know, everything was centered around just people that really impacted our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, you know, Kirsten did an amazing job with all the flowers. We love music. So mm-hmm. we made music such a part of our ceremony and reception and first dance. And and it was just filled with that. You know, we actually had ornaments for as like a, a giveaway or a favor, right? We got married a week before Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So it was very like Christmas themed in some senses. Um. I mean, I loved it. It's Florida in December. It's like 75 degrees outside. It was just... And we got married exactly at 325, which is her birth date, uh-huh. March 25th. Which, that happened by accident. My mom and my aunt got on Okeechobee and they headed east instead of west. west. Ended up at the school instead of the, you know, marriage location. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> the wedding couldn't start on time. Okay. <laughs> it was really at like at 3 o'clock, but then we, you know, waited, but it's all good. And yeah, we went to um, Santa Fe, New Mexico and Grand Canyon for our honeymoon. Okay. And we got back and you know, the apartment you're sitting in now is where we, you know, spend our newlywed years. Okay. We're coming up on three years this December. All right. All right. Mill A, B and C. Okay. I need to know A, <laughs> a and a half because he really went <laughs> over like my, your honeymoon. So yeah, we went here and here and then we moved here. I'm not telling about this nice romantic honeymoon. I'm, I'm, I'm just positively <laughs> confessing it. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the not the real details of the honeymoon, but on that overcap of because he yeah. bypassed it. So I've asked you, what what was what was nice about the honeymoon? I mean, yeah, you're together. Do you remember anything else? <laughs> we like, were together, and that was the rest. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, honestly, I think Joseph and I are very similar in personality in the way that, I mean, I feel like marriage took months to sink in like, oh, we're married. Like, it's just one of those things like you're really just living off of this high and you're almost just so naive. Right. Like we don't really know what we just agreed to. (laughs) And that's the craziest part about it. It's like, what did we just agree to? Well, we're together forever. And that's basically that. Right. And so the whole honeymoon, that reality is just settling in Mm. and it's amazing and it's terrifying. (laughs) So at the same time, at the same time. And I think that that's marriage. I mean, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is the closest thing on earth that we're going to know compared to our relationship with Christ. Right. Right. It's good. We accept Christ into our hearts and we are agreeing to this life with him. And we have no idea what that life looks like. Mm. I accept Joseph. She's she's got a gift, bro. I'm saying like, this is just not the first (laughs) podcast you're going to be on. Watch. Well, I accepted (laughs) Joseph into my life. I said yes to him. I don't know what future I'm saying yes to, but I know it's going to be a good future because it's Joseph. So that reality took 
some time to settle in. That's just who I am as a person, who Joseph is as a person. We just kind of let things mold for a while. Okay. Yeah. So you were saying that after the honeymoon, the... um, you moved here where we're sitting right now. So, and you've been here for a couple of years yep. or a year. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about your future. Yes. Some of the things that God is doing in your hearts right now that will lead you. If we were sitting down five years from now that you would be telling me that this, this, and this has happened and stuff like that. So, so, so the question is what's going on from now, from this perspective of time, what's going to, what's happening in your life or where do you think you're going? Yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, God, and we'll take us in a different path, but so whoever wants to jump in, jump in. I Go feel ahead, like care. I've been talking a lot. Is that okay? Yeah, please. <laughs> so it's your turn. No, or it's you so want fu- to talk more. No, I want her to, but it's so funny. I'm like, babe, like y- y- you know us so well. You're going to be the one talking more. And I'm totally okay <laughs> with that. Is that what you said last night? And the, <laughs> yeah. In the pre-discussion? Exactly. Go for it. Yeah. Um, so basically it's so interesting when Joseph and I got married, we have all of these like ministries on our heart, all these future dreams that we want. Right. But what has God been calling us to in this season of marriage? It's like where we're most weakest. It's in music. (laughs) Both him and I are just very proficient musicians. And we can both agree on that. (laughs) And music is something that God called us into when we were in our early 20s, something that we never expected to be into. And it's so funny to us that that's what God is using to shape us and to mold us because it's not really what we want to do. <laughs> so moving forward, we're really hoping that God um, just honors all these years of us doing music. And I'm sure we will do music together for the rest of our lives. It's just, it's really been a building block in our marriage, right. doing that in ministry together. Yeah. And God put it on our hearts a year ago for us to move up north to Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. And we're planning that move next spring. And um, right now I'm in my master's program, getting my master's in social work. Joseph is finishing up his licensure in mental health counseling. So you can kind of see where those This is a place of healing, Kevin. Come on. Two counselors, three cats. Come on. And (laughs) that is where our passions lie. Our passions lie in the restoration of others. Yeah. Um, My passion lies in adoption particularly international adoption. We have a lot of dreams. Just we want to minister to people in these fields of social work and in these fields of mental health. And we believe that God's calling us to move to Pennsylvania for a season in the form that, um, you know, as we're we're faithful. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. As we're faithful with this step, then he's going to bring us to another step. We don't really know what that looks like yet, but we know that Pennsylvania is that first step right. and that we need to um, move in faith. It's been a big year yeah. as we've <laughs> been just processing what this move's going to look like. Joseph, bless him. His whole world is down here. Right. His parents are down here. He's the only child in his family, you know, and I'm going up to my whole big family in Pennsylvania. Now, I haven't been there in 10 years, lived there. Right. So I'm very excited. I never thought God was going to call us to Pennsylvania. I just assumed the day that I met Joseph and realized that he was the one, I just surrendered. Okay, I'm going to be in Florida forever. And <laughs> I never wanted to be in Florida forever, so that was a big surrender on my end. Um, but God's really just um, trying to set us apart 
as our very own, and I know we've been married three years already, but it's such a process, yeah. you know, and he wants us, he wants to get us together alone now. Yeah. Right. Cool. Anything that's great. Add? Yeah. She did good. She did well. She did really well. So that's kind of your future plans. That's it, man. You, you know? know? So, okay, let's, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling in my spirit that I want both of you, maybe one at a time, we'll talk to somebody that's listening yeah. that is young and is going through some struggles or going through this new thing of courting and dating and relationship. What would you spiritually impart to them? Wisdom of just three years, but still, what wisdom would you give them, Joseph? Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, I know it put people on the spot. But. <laughs> Can I get back to you next week? Uh, yeah. No, we're not coming back for a third week. <laughs> that, um, you don't have that time. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, really, I think um, you got to have people around you. Right. You know, you got to have mentors. I mean, I'm, I'm big with three tier influences. So we have people that we receive from. Those are kind of like our Pauls, right? And then you have Silas's in our life. Um, those are people that we sharpen, you sharpen each other. And then you have Timothy's people you pour into. And I really think whether it's engagement, whether it's relationships or callings of life in your young twenties, you need to have people over you, people sharpening you and and, pour, and you pouring into people. And it's gotta be, you know, there's all those buckets. Imagine there's three buckets, you know, be intentional about really doing all three. Sometimes it can be easy like, oh, I just want to, you know, have my buddies that I can sharpen. I don't want to receive from anyone. You know, I don't want to, I don't feel led to pour anyone. No, like the people like during my engagement with Kirsten that were pouring into me, praying over me whenever I had struggles or like, how do I lead a woman? Like, cause this was my first biblical relationship, you know, right. like how do I, and they poured into me and I made mistakes and, but you know, Kirsten was gracious mistakes, meaning like, you know, like, am I saying the right things? Like, am I, you know, moving too fast or do I need to slow down or, you know, so really being okay and having people around you that you can just be real with. And as a man too, that's really hard, you know, in this day and age of 2020 and, you know, male roles, but really having people you can go to. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, you have time to thought, think, <laughs> since he was going to, what was, what would your advice be to some young girl, early twenties mm -hmm. and life is ahead of them? What, what kind of advice would you give them? Right. If I um, was, you know, looking, I was the girl, what would you say to me? So I know I said that I met Joseph at 23 and at the time, like it felt like I was waiting forever. I look back 23, is super young. I know we all know that, but I don't want to dismiss that to the girl who's 23 today. And I want to acknowledge that um, there can be a real loneliness and that it's a good loneliness because it's going to bring you closer to the Lord. Yeah. And that I actually look back on that time in my life and I miss it. Mm. I'm never going to have anything like that ever again um, as long as, Lord willing, Joseph is in my life, right? And I'm married. Yeah. And just really establishing such a foundation and understanding that it's an amazing time that you can have as a young woman, single and just growing in a relationship with God, growing in that trust, growing in that faith that's going to serve you for the rest of your life. And that's where you establish that sense of peace. That's where, you, I mean, I heard from the Spirit so much when I was single. And just, um, I, I really miss that time. And I think it's really precious. So don't wish it away. I know that's cliche. I know women hear that a lot. But it's really important. And 
just know what God's peace is to you. All right. We did really good. Everybody, thank you for joining us. I'd like to thank my guests for letting me in their home and hearing their lovely story in this last couple of times. So I appreciate that. So everybody else, this has been the Millennium Beat. I'm your host, Kevin James. We will see you guys next week, same time and the same channel. Thanks for tuning in today to the Millennium Beat podcast. I hope you heard something that was encouraging to you. We'd like to hear from you with your story. So write us at stories at themillenniumbeat.com or give us a call at 407-624-9957 and leave us a voicemail. You may also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel. Please like us and share us with your friends. You may also go to our website at themillenniumbeat.com and you'll find our podcast and our YouTube video. You also may find a calendar there with past and future guests and dates and times. Plus, another way for you to contact us with your stories or questions. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production, copyright 2020. Views and opinions of the guests are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. You've been listening to the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm going to give you a little snippet of a show called Family Matters with your host, Paul Kendall. If you want to hear more shows like that, go to KindleFamilyNetwork.com. Once again, I'd like to thank Paul Kendall for the use of his show. Welcome to Family Matters, a daily look inside the real world of parents and their children. I'm your host, Paul Kendall. When it comes to raising children, every parent searches for the most effective way to discipline their child. Once, when Renee was about 12 years old, she had disobeyed the rules of our home. Not knowing that I was watching her, she was surprised when I confronted her with her disobedience. What followed was an attempt on her part to explain to me that what she was doing was very important, and after all, it wasn't actually that bad. So I decided to reason with her and use myself as an example of the consequences of breaking the rules. I told her, listen, if daddy goes out there and breaks the speed limit and a policeman is watching, guess what's going to happen? Daddy's going to get a ticket. And when I do, I can't complain about paying the fine because I caused it myself. Her big brown eyes batted with some sense of understanding as to why she would be fined for the evening and have to go to bed early. In a hurry to get to an appointment, I gave her a kiss goodbye and consoled her that her punishment would soon be over and out the door I went. Racing the clock, I became frantic when I couldn't find my customer's address. As each minute ticked away, my foot became heavier and my heart began to race with the engine of my car. Suddenly, I noticed blue lights in my rearview mirror. Sir... Do you know how fast you were going? The police officer said. But sir, you don't understand. I'm, I'm late to a very important appointment. And I really, you know, I really wasn't going that fast. And then he said, I'm sorry, sir, but I'm going to have to give you a ticket. Maybe that will slow you down. Isn't it interesting how the penalties of breaking laws have a way of slowing you down? Proverbs 13.1 says, a wise son hears his father's instruction, 
but a scorner hears not rebuke. Discipline, although difficult to give at times, will determine whether your child grows up to be either obedient or a lawbreaker. That evening, when I returned home, I went into Renee's room and said, You'll never guess what Daddy got tonight. Smiling from ear to ear, my little Renee said, I bet you got a ticket. That's Family Matters. I'm Paul Kendall.